This week's highlight review comes from SSG2012. Thank you for the five-star review entitled Best Fitness Motivator. Sean is amazing. I love all his perspectives on life, health, family, and fitness. Thank you so much for the review. We'd love it if you could take a minute to rate and review the Trust and Believe podcast wherever you're streaming. Hey, what's up, everybody? On today's show, we are going into the safe space. Every month in the safe space, we have a masterclass of building your life, building your internal motivation, really just helping you push yourself to the next level of who you are. It's a place of love, support, and personal development. So what you're about to hear is one of my monthly masterclasses that I do for the safe space. And I'm so excited that you get to hear it because I know you're going to take a lot from this. Now, what's really important is that you have a pen and a paper or you have a really good memory because I want you to write down and or mentally document some of the lessons you tell yourself along the way as we go through this particular masterclass. If you are interested in becoming a member of the safe space, all you have to do is go to shantfitness.com slash safe space. And once you're there, put in the code trust. And once you join, you'll get one month free. Or if you buy a yearly membership, we'll take one month off. I hope you're ready to not only trust and believe in who you are, but feel absolutely safe because you're about to build on your life. Somebody say it again. What's up? Come on, y'all. This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. So anyway, welcome everyone. I'll say this again. I'm so excited. Um, If you're watching the replay, uh, just below my screen is my lovely safe space people. If you're watching this in a safe space, um, just make sure you enjoy. For those of you who are here live, I am beyond thrilled to be talking to you all today because over the last seven weeks, I have really been doing some internal self-assessing and to be quite honest with you it's been very very difficult and for those of you who um, so lovingly have been in my mentorship calls it's been really amazing on the flip side talking to you all throughout this process simply because some of the things that we dig deep in within you Uh, I also really get to apply to myself and hearing your stories. Like I always say, when you hear other people's stories and what they're going through, whether it's struggle or growth, it really, really helps push yourself forward if you are 100% present. And in addition to being present, if you're very transparent with what's happening in your life. Because a lot of times what happens is we may see other people going through things and we might be like, oh, I'm, I'm glad we, I ain't going through that. When in actuality, you're going through the same thing. You've just yet to accept that you're going through that thing. Now, if you're listening to this, this may not be you. But for me, there is a great sense of joy when I'm going through something new and I get to talk to other people. I get to, you know, call a friend or even just with Team Sean T, just hearing some of the struggles that they're going through. When I hear some of the things that other people are going through, I literally attach it to what's happening 
in my life and I'm so I, I like welcome with, with open arms whereas before for instance before I came out as being gay whenever I would see gay people I would say you know oh that's not me that's not me that's not me but the minute I was able to accept you know this is me and I am going through the same things it just made life that much better and sometimes and I'll say this before we get started with our activity this evening sometimes it's not that easy and and that's okay so if you're out there and I know you all in the safe space we all are going through something and it's a, it's a great sense of joy that we have each other out here um, or in here I should say uh, to use each other as accountability and just even if you're not actually speaking to someone on a daily basis or interacting with them in a post just reading and sharing your thoughts even if you don't get a like or a comment someone else is seeing that and you know you're bouncing your life off of their life and and we are in essence playing a tennis match when we don't even know it and we're going to talk about that in a, in just a little bit but um we're going to go through a seven-step process tonight, and usually what I like to do is I like to bring you on and talk, but today I really want you to be present. I really want you to be present in your life. So if, if, if your kids are around and they have to be around, great. If you are in a place where you're really quiet and you can be uh, just kind of one with your thoughts and in this group, that's great too. But whether it's now or after the call is done... Uh, just take a couple moments to reflect on what we talk about because it's going to be really important and I believe it'll help you. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So whether we're talking about quarantine and, and what's happening in the world, or if you're just going through something in general that has nothing to do with the fact that you've been quarantined, I think that we confuse those two things together. And for tonight, I really just want to, I want to associate the things that I talk about what, with what's happening and what has happened in the world and quarantine and how it has affected your life. One of the things that none of us were in control of is a new beginning, right? A, new, a beginning of something new that I would say most of us on this call, if not all of us, aren't necessarily an expert in. And we don't know about that much about viruses. There may be some people who are nurses or doctors, but um, you know, we're not scientists. We're not coming up with vaccines. So when we hear that we have to stay home. Our job has been, you know, changed virtually. Some people's jobs have been taken away. 
someone you know has gotten sick, it really causes you to kind of have a new beginning without you really wanting a new beginning. So I want you to think back to when you first said to yourself, oh, I have to quarantine myself right now. I have to literally stop what my old life was and I have to change the way I'm going to start to think. And I want you to label it. So you all, if you haven't printed out your your worksheet today, and I think it's maybe backwards, but um, just on the very first line, you know, I just want you to put new beginning right there on that bottom line. And I want you to either think about and write down when you initially quarantined yourself, whether it was March 12th or March 15th, and you had this new beginning, what was the new beginning for you? What was the first thing you said to yourself? What was the first thing you thought about? And I'm going to I'm going to talk and throw out some questions to you while you write or while you reflect within yourself. But and I'm also going to tell you a quick little story. Uh, when this first started, I was in New York City and I, it was the day that I was interviewing Robin Roberts. I was super excited. I started out with this this amazing just woke up in this powerful moment and I turned on the TV to watch Robin Roberts that morning because I love her number one and I was getting some really good motivation by seeing her on camera knowing that I had just read her book and knowing that she got up and knowing that she meditated and I was just kind of you know getting it all just kind of digesting it all and when we got to uh, ABC Studios when we were doing um, Good Morning America Studios you know, it was something really important happened. No one was shaking hands. And when Robin Roberts came in a room and her team came in a room and Alex and Steve were in there, for those of you who don't know Alex and Steve, they're part of Team Shanti, we all usually hug. And I'm a hugger. And that was the first thing that I realized, oh, like life is actually changing. How am I going to adjust to this? I'm a, for those of you who have met me in person, you know, I love to hug people. It's like my favorite thing to do. I'm looking at a brew right now. I think she knows that I love her hugs. And, and it was, it was like, it was like a little weird. So we had to adjust. But one of the things that I did immediately knowing that this was a new, new space for me and a new beginning for me, it took away an ability or one of my abilities to communicate, which is the power of a hug. And for those of you who don't know how much I love hugs, I actually did a podcast on it a little bit ago, maybe a year or so ago, but um, I did a podcast on the power of a hug because for me, the human touch is just so incredible and I feel like it can break down so many barriers. But the really cool thing is I quickly had to be flexible. Like I talk about my book, Tears of Transformation, flexible and creative and how I went, went ahead with the interview. And so one of the things I started pulling from was things in her book and Robin Roberts book that I actually, um, that really resonated with me and kind of impacted me. Um, and a lot of it had to do because of my, my relationship with my grandparents as I was growing up. And so I couldn't hug. And the first thing I thought, and this may sound really strange, I was like, Robin Roberts loves to sing. She talked about some songs in her book. 
And I was like, and I know those songs, and they're gospel songs, and I was in gospel choir, and I love to sing too. I was like, before this podcast is over, I'm going to recreate this hug. I'm getting the chills. Um, I'm going to recreate this hug with the power of singing, because that is an embrace that we can do together. And I'll tell you all, that was the first time where I was like, I'm going to have to embrace this new beginning, because later that day, I was going... I was going to um, another event that I had where I was speaking, and originally there was going to be, you know, some, uh, you know, a meet and greet at the end where I get the hug and take pictures, and all of that was taken away. And so I just remembered what I went through that morning with Robin Roberts, and I said, I immediately have to be flexible and figure out how to maneuver my way from being what Sean usually likes to do, which is hug, to, to really being able to communicate with my voice and being very present with what's happening. And the thing that's really interesting is that I didn't realize how much that morning, hearing on the news that social distancing was really important and that this was going to be a really big thing in New York City and everyone attached to it and everyone just kind of created this force field around themselves. And I have to tell you, it was, it was really, really tough for me. Like I said before, it was really tough for me. But that was the first thing I was like, I have to maneuver my way through this to figure out how I'm going to start to process my life and, and really embrace this in a new way. And so I asked you, and you can write this down, like, what was your new beginning? And what was the first thing that you, you think or know that you did that was kind of like a first step to saying, okay, I have to get creative and change the way that I communicate or change the way that I think to myself, which is obviously another way of communication, or just another way that I have to interact with the everyday people around me. Now, I'm asking you a lot of questions right now, and you can watch the replay of this if you miss anything. And the next thing I wanna ask you is, what was the first thing that happened in your life during quarantine where you said, Wow, not only is this a new beginning, but I'm going to have to monitor and adjust, right? And that's what I want you to put on the second line of the stairs is adjustment. Like, what did you have to adjust to? Okay, so just write down, think of what, you're, think of what I'm saying. But the first thing is like, this is a new beginning for me and why? I have to communicate differently. I have to think differently differently. Maybe I have to drive somewhere differently. Maybe I have, to, I have to change how many times I go to the grocery store. Maybe I went to the grocery store every night and it was just something I did before I went home to get fresh produce. And now I have to shop for the week or shop for the month. And that really takes me into how did you manage to adjust to these new things? And in the line of adjustment, what I want you to, to really think about for a second is what was really tough about you adjusting to this? Was it, um, for instance, for me, and I'll, I'll just move on, and I like to just give some of my personal story because I think it might help you think, but one of the things that I had to adjust to, which is super ironic, was adjust to being home all the time. And when I was on the road, a lot. And I think a lot of you who follow me on Instagram know how sad I am when I leave my house and I leave Scott and the boys. It's terrible. 
But in the same breath, I had to adjust to being home with them all the time. And not no, not so much Scott, because there was something about being home all the time with Scott that made me go back to, I would say, the old days before we had kids. And I was like, oh, I get to be around him all the time. And I wasn't traveling. But, you know, I think we may be... <laughs> Maybe a percentage of the spouses out there that we like being together 24 hours a day, you know, maybe 22 because I do it like a little bit of time by myself. But I had to adjust to being with my kids all day. And that's really hard to admit because they're my kids and I should obviously I do love them unconditionally, but sometimes I need a break. And there was this really kind of dichotomous thing happening where I was enjoying being around them. And I was, you know, watching them grow a little bit more intently and seeing and hearing a different word and how they reacted. But at the same time, I was like, this is a lot. I was like, this is a lot. And I started to get overwhelmed very quickly because I didn't necessarily know how to manage being home, being a father, and Also, on the flip side of that is my company went from, you know, Chip and Sam and me and Scott being here at the Transformation Center every single day and just the laughs or like the way we kind of work together to to, you know, get through the day and and to come off the be off the cuff and creative. That was taken away from me, too. So now I'm I have to think, how am I going to work? How am I going to communicate with my team? How am I going to keep the same relationship with them? But I don't have babysitters. So now I go from giving that energy to giving energy to my kids to giving energy to my spouse. So, you know, I had to do a lot of adjustments. So I asked you, like, what is the adjustment you had to do? And so for those of you who may not know Kate Broom, who I'm looking at, she's right in the center of my screen right now, just because I talk to her a lot um, and not going to tell your business. But one of the things that when I was having conversations with her in private conversations, I'm not going to give any details, but just the way she was able to take the things that were happening that was good and compound and capitalize on those things instead of looking in the past. And I just thought that was very admirable. And even though I do that naturally on a day-to-day basis, when I had to adjust, I felt that kind of being taken away from me or just being forgotten. And so, you know, it was like, how was I going to capitalize on the good things that were happening and how I was growing? And so before I get to that question on that third line, I want you to write down um, how you how you unknowingly set new goals. Because one of the things that happens when something new comes into play is whether it's and I'll go to fitness and food, whether it's a fitness or um, nutrition, you know, even though you say I'm going to start this fitness program and I'm going to lose 30 pounds, that's not the only goal that's set. When you say I'm going to lose 30 pounds, you're also saying I'm going to commit. You're also unknowingly say, depending if you're doing a program or not, you're unknowingly saying I'm going to do about 830 push-ups over the next 30 days, right? But if I told you, okay, I know you want to lose 30 pounds, but you got to do 830 push-ups. For people who don't understand that 
that's going to happen over time, that can seem daunting. Or you're going to have to do 785 power jumps too. And you're going to have to get through day 30, day 28, and you're going to barely be able to get up off the toilet because your butt is going to be so sore, right? If I start, <laughs> Kelly's laughing at me. Thanks for taking my humor. So good. She put her hand up. Hallelujah. But you know, like if you, if you take those, um, the intricate goals that are happening when you set out on a new beginning and you make these adjustments, you're like, you are unknowingly setting new goals. And the thing that is so wonderful and profound about that is it takes me back to what I was saying about Kate is that you are capital, you are immediately capitalizing on your successes when you set one goal. Because you just said, I'm, the first point of success is I'm going to commit to losing 30 pounds. That's amazingly successful for a lot of people just saying I'm going to do it. Getting through the first week is another point of profound success. But in the beginning of the week, and I'll say this again, you didn't know that you were going to do 240 push-ups, though. You know, I didn't tell you that in the beginning of the week. So one of the things that I want you to think about and kind of go back a few weeks ago is what were some of the goals that you unknowingly set and unknowingly reached? And this might be a little, this might be a little tougher to think. What were some of the goals that you actually achieved during the last six or seven weeks that you didn't even know you were going to achieve? And don't pay attention to me if you're writing something down, but I'm going to tell you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Y'all, for such a long time, especially over the last few years, becoming a father, I've felt very strong. I felt a a great sense of... uh, Don't laugh at me. But I felt a great sense of masculinity. And I'm a dad now. Leela, stop laughing at me. And and I'm a dad now. And I get to raise these two young men. And what I unknowingly was doing, it was two things. One, I was, you know, building a, a, a sense of power within myself, which was really good. But I was also building a force field. I was also building a force field around my emotions. And I was building a force field in my ability to connect to my emotions. And I am someone that loves to cry. I love to cry. But what I didn't realize I was doing was by raising kids and stepping into this father role and being like, yes, like I'm, you know, one of the men of the house, (laughs) you know, I didn't realize I was building up this force field. And y'all last week, I just started talking to Scott. I just wanted to like kind of express some stuff to him. And I didn't know how much stuff I had bottled up inside of me and how much emotion. And 
when I was talking to him, I just started bawling my eyes out, y'all. Like I'm, I'm now getting like very emotional about it because there was so much built in because I was like, wow, like I'm unsetting. I'm, I'm, I didn't realize I was blocking myself and my emotions. So I had my first cry in our conversation. And then five minutes later, y'all, I started crying again. And then five minutes after that, I started crying again. And then when he started talking, I started crying again. And so the thing is, what I didn't realize, I was building this force field, right? So, and, and I want to tell you that because there's a lot of times where we grow and we grow, but sometimes we, as we grow, we start to block. We start to block some things that we should still hold on to. And it was a superpower. Like for me, Emotions were a superpower. So when you go to, when you're un, unknowingly setting new goals, the next thing you're doing is you are, you're, a new path is being formed. And the reason why I told you that story is because when a new path is being formed, for, just like I said before, sometimes we can leave some things behind. Like we can sometimes be like, I'm powerful, I'm strong, I can do this, but I'm going to check my emotions at the door. When not knowing that my emotions and my power and my ability to be expressive in the things that made me emotional was something that actually built my strength. And so, you know, I want you to answer this next question, which is, what is the new path that was formed for you? Right. And so I'm telling you these like deep, profound stories, but yours could be something simple. You can be like it could be well, not simple, but. Well, yeah, let's say simple. It could be like, oh, I had to work a different way. But let's talk about that. If you had to work a different way, for instance, I was on a, uh, listen, y'all. I'm going to tell y'all, I had more virtual happy hours over the last seven weeks than I care to admit. <laughs> but, yes, Mackenzie's giving me a pump. Hey, I'm glad it's time. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> But I had a few. And one of the things that was happening on one of our, uh, our happy hours is Scott has, some, Scott has friends that he, was, he has been friends with since in, uh, he was grade school. And it's really fun to, to be around them a lot when we go to Seattle. But we're doing these virtual um, – I jumped on one of their virtual happy hours. I try to leave it to let Scott enjoy time with his friends. But sometimes, I'm, you know, they like to see me too. But two of them are teachers. And – you know, they unknowingly set a new path by teaching from home. And one of the things that was really interesting, and Katie, obviously, you know, as a teacher, uh, one of the things that was really interesting is how they kind of appreciated being able to go in the classroom and see their students. Again, Katie, very similar to you, you know, they were... They, I was like, so I asked them a question. I was like, do you work more or do you work less? And they're like, I work more. I work longer hours, you know. And so this new path has been formed for them. And so whilst somebody might say, oh, you know, I have a, a, my new path is the way I work or the way I show up at my job, you know, I want you to write that down. And, and Tanya, I know you can't respond back, but, you know, we had a conversation when you came to the Transformation Center and you talked about, oh, man, like I have to stay home and home used to be my sanctuary. And now it's a place I have to be. And now it's really a place you have to be. So you had to set a new path 
on a new path, right? And one of the things that I want to ask you is when your new path was formed, what were some other avenues that, and when I say avenues, I literally mean avenues that you created as an outlet. For instance, if you talk about a path, let's just talk about like a dirt path, you're now creating, in in a sense, you're creating a new town for yourself, right? And so when I realized I had this new path being created, I said, and you guys are going to laugh. I was like, what are one of my side streets? So that's the real question. What's a side street for you? One of my side streets, and I'm going to tell you a fun side street, and then I'm going to tell you a serious side street. One of my fun side streets is TikTok. Y'all, I be getting off the bus early. I said, listen, uh-uh. I was like, listen, I'm, I'm literally acting like, let me call up my boss, who's pretty much chip on most, most days. I was like, let me call up my boss and be like, I'm going to TikTok. So if you look at my Instagram stories, I have a system. Like, my team knows that when I do TikTok, then I'm motivated to, like, push my, push our fit fam out there. Because I'm like, oh, this is a sense of release. Relief and release. And the cool thing is, when I get back on the road, I'm so much more focused. Uh, One of the other avenues that I created, and for those of you who follow my stories, is every Saturday night, I get to come to the Transformation Center, and I don't have to show up back at the house until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That was another uh, side street and avenue that I created. Well, Scott and I created together, I should say, because we realized by us both being with the boys 24 hours a day, it was, there was no time to just you know, become one with ourselves. Our intimacy was, in a way, fading, not because of attraction, but just because of exhaustion. And so by us doing that, you know, creating these different avenues along this new path... We were able to, we're able to like, even though, and, and another avenue I'm going to tell you guys before I get to that. The another avenue we have is when we put our boys to bed, we used to have two hours to hang out, two and a half hours. Now we have an hour and 15 minutes and we make a most of that hour and 15 minutes. So the thing is, you know, it could be, <laughs> it could be, you know, we're watching a morning show right now or, you know, something else. So. My question to you is, you had this new path. What does the new path look like? And then what are some of your avenues, your side streets that you're creating to just give yourself a sense of just, uh, just a sense of relief and excitement? So I'm just going to repeat here just because I kind of went off my little sheet here. You know, we have these steps. And so the first step is the new beginning. The second step is the adjustment. The third step is unknowingly setting new goals, which we talked about. Uh, the fourth step is a new path is uh, formed, what we just talked about. And within that, you know, what are your side streets? Uh, the next thing is, and this is the fun part for me that I don't think a lot of people really grasp and, 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 and um, kind of internalize and get to enjoy. But what are the successes that you've had through this process? Now, Katie, I'm not going to give too much of your business out there. But um, raise your hand if it's okay if I say something. It's not going to be too... too um, okay, cool. She's good. <laughs> you know, I have to use you guys as examples. But, you know, one of the things was just the way, you know, number one, Katie had to connect with her students. 
Um, and then I think one of the successes that KD had was being open and vulnerable about how much she cares about her students. And while I know she knew that before, just being able to release emotions and being able to care, know, care about, know and care about students, especially the seniors, if you want me to be specific, a lot of people don't understand that if you're a high school teacher and you have seniors and you're one of those teachers who people rely on a lot, you take on the emotions. They're not having prom. They're not having their graduation which they're not seeing each other. I mean, if we think of all the times when we were in high school, we had our class trip, we had our prom, we had our you know, graduation, we had graduation night, we had all of these things, and now you have a teacher who has who is, you know, taught some of these kids three, four years, you know, mostly three or four years, and have built an emotional connection, and then, boom, you know, that's, that's taken away. But here's the success. The success is that when this is all over, you have tapped into how much you enjoy and how much joy your career gives you, which a lot of people don't necessarily not able to connect to that unless they lose their job or uh, like now a lot of people's job is taken away from them like, oh, I really enjoyed that. And so if your job was taken away from you. Right. And so this is how I'm going to I'm taking a I'm taking the word success and I'm, tur- I'm flipping the negative things that can happen and turning them into successful moments, if you will. So if your job was taken away from you, uh, now you have the ability to really sit and say, what are some of the things that I really enjoyed about my job? And what are some of the things that I didn't enjoy about my job? And if I'm able to get in the same position or if my job comes back around, Now I can walk back into the office or even as someone whose job is you're just not in the office and you have to go back in. I can walk back in the office and I can go to my supervisor or if you are a supervisor, I can go to my team members and say, hey, while I was home, one of the successful moments that I have was being able to sit down and kind of readjust what we're doing to things that I think that is really great about us and how we can all thrive, right? So that's just an example, but it could be something as simple as like, what has been successful for you in in this time of quarantine? So no to successes. Okay, with successes comes, and I talked about this on my um, uh, Shanti Transforms America Tour when my book came out, The Implementation Dip. All of us have gone through this new beginning, adjustments, you're setting new goals, you're, you have a new path, and you have these new successes. And so when you reach the top, when you say, okay, I have been successful, these are things that are great, there's this thing called an implementation dip that happens. And I see it a lot of times with uh, over the years, not just now, with people that I, I've seen it with myself, first and foremost. I've seen it with people that I mentor in, in life, and I've definitely seen it in exercise. And so I'm going re- to relate it to exercise because I know just about all of you have done some sort of exercise program. So the implementation dip, and I'm going to read this because I want to be very uh, specific. The implementation dip is literally a dip in performance and confidence as one encounters an innovation that requires new skill and new understandings. It's important that all leaders and teachers are familiar with the implementation dip. Now, I'm just going to repeat that in the beginning. The implementation dip is literally a dip in performance and confidence as one encounters an innovation that requires new skills and new understanding. So let's talk about exercise. 
when you embark on a new exercise journey, oh my gosh, you're so excited. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to let you in on a little, um, a little secret. Not a secret, but just like in my years. So I feel, look, I'm turning 42 on Saturday. I feel like I'm turning to my grandfather. I'm like, I got all these damn stories. Like, what is happening? But anyway, I digress. And I'm going to tell it anyway. So in 2006... Uh, in 2005, in the November, in November of 2005, I got my first contract with Beachbody and I got this amazing opportunity. In, uh, I believe it was May or so of 2006, um, I began the first test group. Now, what happens now is a lot of test groups for the Beachbody programs happen online or, you know, it's kind of like a challenge group like I do. But before it was all in person. I would have to show up at a, a dance studio or a fitness studio at 7 a.m. And then again at 5 p.m. I had two different classes. It would be a total of like maybe anywhere from 30 to 50 people in each class. And they would begin this crazy journey. And I'll tell you guys something interesting. When I started to create workouts before, let's say, Hip Hop Abs, Rock and Body, Insanity, those first three programs, I created them as I went along with the test groups because I was really testing the programs out on people and seeing what were they good at, what were they struggling with, what did they have fun with, what was hard, but what could they push through, and what was helping them lose weight and or tone. And I tell you, it was, it was one of the funnest and most amazing experiences, especially as just coming out of college and corporate health and, and really having a mindset of training people one-on-one and then going to train groups like this. But one of the things that happened is, and I'm going to try not to get too specific, but I have to because it's just important. So men and women are are built differently, as we all know. We don't have babies. Mad props to y'all. There's a lot of things, you know, that we're just different about. And, you know, because I have had the opportunity to have a surrogate mother birth my kids, I have always respected women, but I have a whole new profound respect for you all. But anyway, I say all that to say men would lose weight really quickly. You know, we are just we just naturally have more muscle and, you know, muscle burns fat, blah, blah, blah. And then you have some women who would lose weight really quickly. And then you have some women who took about 30 days to lose weight and wanted to give up. And one of the things that they didn't see was that their inches and their their inches were changing and their clothes were fitting differently, but they were so focused on the scale. And the men, they were so happy that they were losing weight, but they're like, I don't see my abs and I don't see muscle. It was it was just like this interesting thing where women were just like, I just want to lose weight, but their muscle tone is actually looking bomb. And guys were losing weight and they were like, Well, I don't see my muscle yet. So it was just like really interesting thing. But the same thing happened with both genders. When there was a point that they accepted the success, 15-pound weight loss, and, you know, maybe they could see their clothes fitting and what have you, everyone had an implementation dip, and I'm going to go back to it, uh, a dip in performance and confidence. So what what happened was they were out the gate really strong, really excited, eating really healthy, and then all of a sudden it got really tough. Because the results didn't happen as quickly, you know, 
maybe it's 21 days in as it happened the first two weeks. Like they started seeing the, the quick results. And then when they didn't see the results happen as quickly on day 21, then it affected their mind. And then when it affected their mind, and I'll give this little caveat, is that we actually gave them food. We used to give them food. They used to come in every day. We gave them their lunch boxes. It was frozen. They could take it to work. They didn't have to eat anything else. Uh, they started quote unquote cheating on their food because their confidence level really dipped. And so, and even, for, and I'll just give my own example that has nothing to do with exercise or, you know, or when I have my kids and everyone out there who has kids can understand this. When I had my kids, the first three weeks, they were in a NICU. I was like gung ho. I was like, I got this. Little did I realize that when they were in a the NICU, there were nurses taking care of them. And when we got home, I was like, oh shit. Now y'all want to stop sleeping. Now y'all, you know, like all this stuff started happening. I was like, Jesus, take the wheel. Literally, because me and Scott had no energy to take the wheel. And so um, I say all that to say that there was an implementation dip that happened, you know, with us together in, a, in, a, in our relationship. We were like, okay, we got this. We were able to work out when they were in the NICU. We were staying in a hotel. We were able to go eat and then go visit the babies. And then we got home and we were both exhausted. So there was a dip in confidence and it was definitely a dip in skill and performance because when you get great at something, it requires you to build on that. And it requires you, in order to not dip, being really great at something requires you to stay super focused if you want the progress to continue. But I will say it is 100% normal if you're going through something new and you're having success that there's a dip that happens. And I'm going to make you feel good right now. The reason why the dip happens is because you are growing. Almost every single person not only comes out of that dip, but they they aim a little bit higher. If you think about your weight loss, you hit those plateau, plateaus, but then you're like, you know, I got to go because I did it before. I had success before. I'm just going to go back through this and I'm going to get to my last point. So uh, step number one, new beginnings. Step number two, the adjustments. Step number three, unknowingly setting new goals. Step number four, a new path is formed. Step number five, finding those successes. Step number six, the implementation dip. And step number seven, which is uh, your homework for this evening and this month. Um, is building on what's new and what we know to move forward. And so my final question to you this evening is what are you going to do moving forward? And let's, let's dream and, and use our visionary skills right now. When the pandemic is over, when social distancing is over, when you feel safe, when you feel safe to leave your house, even if your state has lifted some of the mandates for you to go outside, what are you going to do and what powers are you going to use moving forward to use this time to enhance your life? And so I'll give you a little, you know, message of my own. One of the things that I learned was that I can slow down. And one of the things that we were doing right before the pandemic happened was I was doing pop-up events and doing podcasts in those cities because it was a way for me to connect to you guys. Like I said, I love meeting you guys and I love hugging you guys. And I said, you know, not every event has to be, you know, two, three, four hundred people. I can do like smaller events and really have really um, 
really, not to say that the big events weren't meaningful, but like more intimate experiences. And being quarantined, I can't wait till we can come out of this because I, I have a new structure for my business and a new structure for doing events. It's like, while I still try to do Get Lit because I love the reunion, but throughout the rest of the years, and, 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 and Shanti trains Europe at Brew. Don't worry. I'll still try to come there too. But throughout the rest of the year, I'm really going to hone in on like these smaller markets and really going to places that aren't big cities and really doing these fun events where, you know, people who's not in New York or L.A. or Chicago and maybe even smaller towns in the suburbs of those places, they really get to, well, I selfishly really get to connect. And it's just a great way to touch, feel, uh, and build the community that I want to build, which is a community of a free space and for people to live their best lives. In addition to that, one of the things that uh, a vision that I have is really uh, building on what Team Shanti has done so well, which is, you know, maximizing what it's like to have a virtual company. And we're spending less money by having a virtual company, right? So I'm looking at these positive things that are happening uh, another thing that we I was able to do at my company is really delegate in a way certain and new responsibilities to people and people have been more innovative uh, and creative in their role because now they feel like okay it's not as sporadic because we're together and we're talking and all these ideas are flowing in a space but now I can hone in on my ideas and bring it to the team and so and that's in my business and at home I realize, and I say this all the time, that I always say there's always a reserve. I say it in your workouts, you know, the work doesn't begin until you get tired in asylum. And prior to being home, you know, while I can't wait till my babysitters come home, come back, don't get it twisted. You know, I was like, oh, you know, Scott and I can do this. Like we, we can, we do have another gear and level of commitment to each other and communication. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And while we have had a couple knockdown drag out fights, full disclosure, but, you know, it brought us a little bit closer and it made us work together and it made us respect each other more. And you think like, oh, my gosh, like we have this amazing relationship and we're coming up on our eight year wedding anniversary. But there's always growth that needs to happen. And I'll end it today with this. There's always growth 
that needs to happen. And I don't say that in a way for you not to be able to enjoy the successes that you've had thus far. I say that in a way to embrace the success, eat it. Um, some of you heard me say this before. My grandfather used to say, masticate your food, 30, chew it 30 times. Like, eat all of the successes. Because when you swallow it and when you digest it, oh, like so many new and amazing things happen. For me, like I said earlier, I know not to leave my emotions behind and still be my expressive self because that's me and the people around me accept me for that, right? So whatever you, whatever you can do and whatever you can take from this, this quarantine time that we've had or whatever journey you're on at the moment, I want you to put it in your mouth, chew it, be present, digest it, and, and, and really connect to what it has done for you so that you can... You can envision what it is that you want moving forward. And in closing and closing, like I always say, before you finish a fitness program, when you're halfway through one fitness program, you should already be set on the next thing that you're doing. And that's why I did that with my Transform 20 birthday challenge group into my my 60 days of hell, (laughs) digging deep with Sean T. Because it's like, okay, like we have this what's next like let's always be ready to pass the baton to ourselves so that we can continue the momentum to strive and push forward and always and always and always capitalize on your new beginnings all the way to what you know and the joy and successes that you you've gained throughout that new beginning and that journey so that you can continue to transform your life and thank you all so much for joining tonight i'm going to blow you a kiss I hope you have an amazing day. Um, I feel all the kisses and the waves. And uh, last thing I'll say is, if you're going through something right now, reach out to other members of the safe space. I try to go in and read as many comments. You guys, I love, or comments and posts, you guys are like in it and I love it. Um, sometimes like reading a novel at night when I'm scrolling through. So if you don't see me like posts, it's just because I'm like, okay, I want to get to the next one. I just like to see what's happening with you guys. So uh, keep sharing. It's helping other people. It's really bouncing. You Little do you know, like I said earlier, you're bouncing off. I, you're bouncing ideas off of other, other people's brains. And by you committing to... Uh, be transparent and share what it is that you're doing to better yourself. It is 100% helping other people. And like I always say, thank you for joining and trust and believe in who you are. And I'll see you guys soon.